Three Different Perspectives on the COVID-19 Pandemic The current pandemic can be viewed from three distinct perspectives. Number one, epidemiological. Research by epidemiologists around the world is gradually leading to a consensus view of the measures that are required to tackle the virus. Number two, economic. This is driven by the decisions taken during the pandemic. It is of utmost importance that any strategy for dealing with a pandemic is effective and that collateral damage to the economy is not unnecessarily severe. Political considerations are a major factor here. Number three, individual. This third personal perspective may not always coincide with that of society as a whole, in which the priority has to be a reduction in the overall number of infections. The priority of the individual will, of course, always be the optimization and maintenance of his or her own health. These three different perspectives therefore call for different approaches to the pandemic. However, it is essential to try and reconcile them so that all three desirable outcomes are met as best possible. Here at Salvagene, we focus mainly on the individual health perspective. However, there are a number of solutions that are supportive of all three perspectives, such as rapid antigen testing. With this, the physical harm caused by the pandemic and the concomitant economic damage can be better controlled and mitigated. The above-mentioned rapid antigen tests are currently being produced by a range of companies. Our own research shows that the quality levels being achieved by Swiss company Roche vindicate the approach. In contrast to PCR tests, Antigen tests do not detect traces of the virus itself, but rather antigens, i.e. the proteins that carry the viruses on their surface. After only 15 minutes, these rapid tests should yield a result. They do this without being sent off to a laboratory, just with the help of a test strip similar to a pregnancy test. PCR tests are considerably more expensive, costing at least €39 Euros in Europe. Antigen tests cost between 10 and 15 euros, depending on supplier, and as production volume increases, the price should fall. These tests have the economic advantage that they are much quicker to apply, as well as much easier to handle. This will, of course, aid in containing the pandemic, and will also give politicians much greater scope for removing certain current restrictions, or even not imposing them in the first place. According to our current state of knowledge, it appears that the best of these available antigen tests are already very reliable in the case of a negative result and are therefore, in our view, already well applicable. The cases that might be missed are not usually contagious. On the other hand, the probability of a false positive is slightly increased, which means that a positive result still needs to be followed up by an additional PCR test. Another major advantage is that millions of these rapid tests could theoretically be administered each month in the heartlands of Europe or in some states of the USA. This is therefore a good example of a solution for better controlling the pandemic and limiting economic damage. Then there is the prospect of beating the pandemic with a program of vaccination. The latest development on this front is that, a few days ago, the FDA played down its own hopes for a quick approval, and this is certainly because the FDA came under fire in the most recent issue of Science magazine for not exercising sufficient oversight of the approval phases, for being too lax in its procedures and too slow overall, and for increasingly allowing breaches of protocol to pass without consequences. These were the findings of science contributors Charles Piller and Megan Wyland. 
The FDA commented on this and also explained that the U.S. government does not influence its work. The assessment made from the Salvagene Vaccine and Medication Advisory Board of the current status of the individual vaccination projects is as follows. The projects worthy of serious consideration are based on the three most important technologies. These include the RNA-based and vector-based projects. Both groups are in a race against time, and we expect that the Swedish AstraZeneca to remain the prime contender on the vector-based side, regardless of the chances of success of these vaccines, and despite the fact that approval phase 3 was temporarily halted in the UK and USA. BioNTech from Germany is the current leader on the RNA side. They have recently received approval for a rolling test procedure from the European Medicines Agency, EMA, with its BNT162B2 project, and are therefore the only ones besides AstraZeneca who are allowed to carry out such a procedure. We also consider the technology of this project to be very promising, especially if the active ingredient works, as the primary authorizing bodies are in Europe and BioNTech's partners in this project are Pfizer and a Chinese agency. This would ensure broad availability in the three key regions of Asia, Europe and America. There are other promising RNA projects from Sinopharm in China, which have already achieved emergency approval in the United Arab Emirates, as we have already reported. Also worth mentioning is the project from the company CureVac, which is also from Germany. But the project of Moderna from the USA also looks promising. Due to connections between them and the American administration, however, they cannot act as independently as the other companies. There is also a third grouping, which we consider to be very promising in terms of technology alone. The principle here is passive immunization. If necessary, this could serve as a bridging technology. These are the so-called direct antibody treatments, which started with blood plasma therapy, for which there is already a special approval in the USA, but which we do not rate highly, because the antibodies are nonspecific and the side effects could be extreme due to cross-reactivity. But what is much more promising is the project at the Charité in Berlin, which has isolated around 600 antibodies and tested them specifically to see which are most effective. The three that came through were then replicated to also rule out possible cross-reaction, which is a strong possibility with blood plasma therapy. The results look very good, and we can well imagine that this might actually work for prevention and as a bridging function in the early stages of an infection. The technique is also suitable for a preventative use as a so-called ring immunization in environments where there is a lot of contact. It can be administered by means of syringe or infusion. A similar project from the company Regeneron has received media exposure as a consequence of being used in the treatment of US President Trump. Similar to the project on passive immunization at the Berlin Charité, the research team at Regeneron are also working with a combination of two antibodies. As at the Charité in Berlin, these are antibodies that have survived an infection and have been replicated in the laboratory. Using the genetic blueprint, cell cultures take over the mass production. A similar concept has already been successfully applied with Ebola. However, we consider the Berlin project with its three identified antibodies to be much more effective. According to the medical bulletins, the American president has also been given exactly the same medications that we recommend in our Salvagene COVID-19 immunization program, and which we classify for each of our clients by their pharmacogenetic profile according to their effectiveness, 
and also whether the side effects are to be expected. Remdesivir and dexamethasone deserve a special mention here. In conclusion, we think that the first approvals for RNA-based as well as vector-based vaccines will be granted by the end of the year. However, these will then be used on a restricted basis for various risk groups, with protection of the healthcare system taking priority. With this in mind, we expect that, if there really is a successful vaccine, it will not be available for widespread use until spring.